song. Get that going too. All the focus is going. How are you doing today? It is, in fact, if I can get the hair out of my face, it is, in fact, April. It's April, guys. We are making it through. We're still here. We're still holding out. I, you, I mean, I've probably just confused you because this isn't going live in April. Or it might be going live in April. I should probably check that. Just have a quick click over to the old calendar, which keeps me on track. Uh, no, it might, be, it might be May by the time this, this goes up. But we'll see. We'll see. Kind of. How we go along those lines. We we increment gradually. That's what we do. We we increment gradually with the podcast. You know, one by one, number by number. We recently passed 150, which was a milestone, which, you know, I never really expected to reach. Um, so who knows how long this can go? Who knows how long I can stay out and hold out and keep riding out the storm, which is creating content online? You know, I've done vlogging before. Vlogging was a whole period of time for me, and I've got a i got a planned idea in my head of going back and watching some old vlogs and judging my cringeworthy self. Uh, I mean, I would have been maybe 21 at the time, at least a decade ago that I was doing that. That's a while. That's a long time. That's a lot to change. There's a lot to change in that time period. Um, and there's no real avoiding that. You know, we, we, just, we, we get older, we, we change. We, we look after one another and we change. I don't know why I threw in what we look after one another. That's, that's my daily streams creeping in. Because that's the pattern I put out when I do the daily streams. But again, the daily streams, at this current point, I'm about 150 episodes away from the daily streams as well. And I will... I'll keep going, you know. <laughs> I will just keep going. There's not, not really much to stop me uh, keeping going. And, and, and so I will over and over again. Um, but I was, I was kind of looking out yesterday. And I can't remember what triggered the thought. But someone mentioned something. And... It just kind of inferred in me a phrase, and I am desperately searching in my head for what actually triggered this thought. I should have probably written this down at some point when I wrote down the note, which I wrote when I kind of do my podcast prompts to myself. Uh, but I can't think. So the phrase I'm, I'm referring to is, give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Um, and that is a phrase which I've heard a lot through my lifetime. <laughs> And namely, I've heard that a lot because my mum, if you don't know, uh, brief brief little background on my mum. Uh, my mum used to work in schools. She used to work as a, um, uh, I guess it was classed as a special needs assistant or an SEN assistant, um, helping people with learning disabilities, being their, their, their essentially their assistant, their learning mentor through the, the public school systems. Um, and that was that was what she did. But what it meant was that you also got a lot of insight into how teachers viewed the world and how really students and teachers are kind of a war with one another. And I've always found it hilarious and brilliant um, because I was a student. I was also given a bit more leeway because my mum was a teacher um, because there was an assumption that I wouldn't do necessarily anything too bad because my mum would know, right? She'd instantly know. She knows all the teachers. They're going to get together and they're going to have a chat. You know, it's it's kind of like being in an office where you know the person you're talking to knows your supervisor. So even if they're not in the same department, they're going to go over and tell them. You know, it's like, oh, 
Jeff hasn't filled his uh, TPS report today. <clears throat> yeah, luckily, I'm playing poker later with uh, with Linda, so we'll we'll go over that just while we do that. It wasn't my responsibility to, but I felt like I should should bring it up because I know they work together, and it, is, it was that kind of situation. But I did all kinds of shit, as we've established through this podcast. <laughs> There's a level of me completely outing myself as just yeah, I don't know, a miscreant perhaps, is the word. But give him an inch, take a mile. Get him back to the park. It's a phrase a teacher uses quite a lot. And I, they use it um, essentially in the sense of fear is the only way I could describe it. It's a fear of what students would do or fear of what they will do if they are given any kind of leeway. You know, especially students who are considered to be bad, badly behaved or nuisance or troublemakers. Um, all terms which are completely stupid to describe kids as because they're, they're kids they're developing you can't label them early on as anything really you should just be trying to help them but that's off topic what is on topic um yeah so they use this phrase quite a lot especially teachers because it's one of those oh you know don't let the kids grind you down don't don't you know don't let them come in start dictating how the class is going to be run you're the teacher you're the assistant you should be fighting for whatever. Don't give them an inch, because if you do, as soon as you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. I got very Yorkshire at the end of that. Um, but that's because I'm used to just hear, overhearing it from extremely northern teachers prattling on about their students and how they can't control them. <laughs> I'm not besmirching education, by the way. I, I enjoy education, but we've, we've had a long, long chat about this before. Let me pour this coffee. But it's a phrase which comes a lot up a lot, and I find it extremely interesting. Because essentially what you're saying is, is if you give someone leeway in any way, shape, or form, they will use it to exploit the situation. And I, in some ways, completely agree with that. But it only works if you have someone who is hostile or someone who's looking to exploit the situation. It doesn't work as a blanket term for the entire world. And this is what people tend to use it for. People use it as, oh, you know, you can't trust anyone. You can't, you can't do any of these things. And in a way, I don't trust anybody. But at the same time, I don't think given an inch will take a mile is a good idiom in order to to describe the world at hand. I don't think when going out to the street, oh, well, I can't wear anything expensive or can't, can't you know, that's a weird, weird example because I don't wear anything expensive. We've been through this as far. I don't. I don't buy myself pricey stuff. But you know, I can't hold my phone out um, at length from my arm because give him an inch and someone will come and nick it. Because that's all the world is. It's just taking advantage of you. Now, the people who do tend to do that are usually um, in a situation much worse off than yours. So, providing they don't hurt anybody, providing you can look after your own gear and you know enjoy yourself and all those kinds of things, it's it's one of those things which happens. But at the same time, you kind of have to have to think about the person on the other side of that. Think about the person on the other conversation. Why are they so desperate? Why are they looking at every opportunity as I need to exploit this opportunity? The way I think of it is very much in terms of institutions. Same with schools, um, you know, schools, police, military, anything which is anything which is deemed to confine or define you is how I think of that phrase. And it's it's kind of I did look up the origin of this by the way I'm just glancing over glancing over apparently it was coined somewhere in a slightly different form of give him an inch and he'll take an L which was um, you know early form of the word mile um, and it's from 1546 
But yeah, I think of it in terms of institution. I think you don't give institution anything because those are big, you know, they're big corporate entities and they're not looking necessarily at you as a person. They're not looking at you as a human being, which is why it's such a strange phrase to define to human beings. I don't think human beings are naturally wantant of survival. I think the situations make them some more survivalist than others. And I think of it as very much like, okay, well, I don't I don't give an institution an inch. You know, I don't give an office job an inch. I don't give um, the police an inch to have anything over me. That's that's the way I look at it. <clears throat> and I, it might have been related to the recent law. So they recently introduced a law in the UK, or they're trying to re- introduce a law in the UK at this current time, um, which changes the protest laws in the UK which would deem anything which is annoying can be classified as a prisonable offence. Now, to me, that's an inch. You know, that's <laughs> that's them asking for an inch. Because they're like, oh, well, if we, if we deem anything annoying, anything which we can be annoyed by as a, as a protestable and imprisonable and arrestable offence, then we can arrest anybody. We, you know, that's, that's giving them an inch, and you shouldn't give them an inch. I'm very against the bill which is trying to force that through. I think there should be an amendment. There's other things in the bill which are important, but, you know, the, the classic thing of trying to bulk it all together so they can't really tell what's going on. Sadly, everybody noticed. It's almost like we haven't got anything else to do but pay attention to what the government's doing. But it's very much that kind of thing. The same with, like, workplaces. You know, I've worked in retail and I've worked in kitchens, and both of them neither neither really want to look after you as a person because they're, they're owned by conglomerates. They're owned, you know, they weren't family-owned businesses. They were big big institutional businesses which meant as soon as i would give leeway and say oh okay maybe i can work an extra hour or maybe i can do that overtime or maybe i can do a little bit more than my job description supplies then i you know i'm I'm happy to do it and then as soon as they have that they'll take the rest and oh well you agreed to do this well you can do this and then you can do this this and this and oh well you worked overtime that one time so now i'm putting you on overtime all the time um, and we're not going to pay you anymore and it's it's very much i think of it as a a mantra for those people who do not want to get caught by a system rather than individually what you want to get caught by. But what I do find interesting about this and what I'm kind of getting around to here is that I am trying to word this in a way which doesn't make it sound terrible, but (laughs) I'm very much, if I can get an inch, I'll keep an inch, right? And I will gradually accumulate inches. And it's not that I'm exploitative of any one person or any one thing, but I'm very protective of information. I'm very protective of things which I get hold of and things which people will allow me. One, for them, because I know how much value there is in information and and means and and usefulness of people and people around you. Um, But two, for me, because you kind of... been through life and i know that you have to kind of stockpile these things but when it comes to again institutions and big business and and all the things which basically make the capitalist mantra carry on and on and on i'm very much if i can find a crack i'm going to be in it that sounded terrible that's a very strange line to kind of flop out there if i can find a crack i'm going to be in it (laughs) title this podcast um but it is it is very much along those ways of you know I will. I think I I covered this kind of in my boycotting podcast where I discussed boycotting more subtly than you know some people do, 
and, and just just ignoring things you know becoming ignorant not ignorant but just just stopping using things like there's certain brands i don't use and there's there's certain shops i don't go into and all those kinds of things but it's the same with anything if i find something where i can you know get a little more for my money get a little bit more for my time then i'll take it you know i will you know someone's handing out a free pen i'm getting a free pen that's just that's just a straight up fact you know you're saying oh well i can i can charge my money back to you and you'll give me cash back for free just you know just free money then i'm going to do that i'm going to i'm going to pay attention to it i'm not going to give you more than anything is requested the same with a free trial you're going to give me a free trial fantastic i'm going to have a free trial but i'm also going to put a little note in my diary uh, to cancel said free trial i'm going to cancel it as soon as i can you're going to sign me up for something and then say oh i can cancel at any time and the, the thing still continues i'm going to do that and i think that is the key in a way of of how i've progressed the way i always said it is the best way i can describe my my working career at least is i've always failed upwards and by that i mean i don't mean that i've been bad at things and then been promoted i mean I've been in the the wrong the right place at the right time, but as well, I've just looked for these cracks. I look for these singular kind of opportunities, and I'm not looking any, for anything big. I never start off with something and say, yeah, walking on this stair, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the top dog. I'm going to go for that. That's my goal, and I'm, I'm going to you know, jumpstart everything, and everyone's going to pay attention to me because that's what I deserve. That's what I deserve. No. No, 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 no. Because you, you're going to end up disappointed and disillusioned. You're going to end up down the line wondering, how did I even get to this point? Why isn't no one respecting me? Why am I not paying attention to anything? And, you know, why doesn't anyone appreciate me? No, fuck that. That's, that's what's going to lead to you being depressed. What you need to look for is just the opportunity at the time. You know, the opportunity at the time to say, hey, okay, well, that's happening over there right now. And maybe I can do a little bit more. And it, it, maybe not even announcing it, maybe not even just saying that you're doing, because that's that's another key point of kind of taking that inch. Is if you're going to take that inch, you don't want anyone to notice, you know? No, you don't want anyone to notice that you're taking that inch, because as soon as you do, they'll adjust the system, you know. And it's the same with anyone, really. It's the same with kind of making friends. It's it's a weird way to look at it because it sounds a lot like manipulation, and it sounds a lot like you you kind of exploiting people's weaknesses, but there is a way of doing this to benefit all parties you know if you have someone who you want to be friends with or you've kind of met and you want to talk to there's there's a level of well if i can find something that they need i can fill that need you know i can i can help out and fill that need and then that might give me an opportunity to speak to them it might give me you know some motion to to carry over to them and the same with businesses and the same with artists if you if you see something and you're like, yeah, okay, well, maybe I can, I can do a little bit of that. If it's not going to cost me as much time and effort as the, the reward of just being, you know, involved with the project or involved with the person, then why why wouldn't I do that? Why wouldn't I take that inch? And again, you're not hurting anybody by taking that inch. I, do, I think, I guess it, this is my kind of my point. It's like, it's a very negative phrase. A lot of people use it as a negative phrase. They use it as don't trust anybody, don't do anything, don't have relationships with anyone who you don't completely trust because you give them an inch and they'll take a mile and i think that's wrong i think there's there's two ways to interpret the phrase you can interpret it like that you can interpret that people are going to take advantage of you and exploit you and steal and and everything else and you can interpret in another way which is you can use it to your advantage without damaging the world around you 
you know you can use it as just look for the opportunities find that inch never never you know don't reach for the mile find that inch and then gradually gradually see where you end up inch by inch you might get a mile but at the same time you've got opportunity to change the system along the way I think it's quite a violent phrase because give them an inch and they'll take a mile. It's like, ah, oh, are you giving that? And they're going to instantly turn around and ask for a mile. And sure, you, people will do that, but you just shoot them down. You know, I think that's something which people are afraid to do. Just tell people no. Um, tell people that they aren't in control of you and your, your life and these kinds of things. I think that's something which comes into play a lot within relationships. It comes into play of people feeling obligated to one another, feeling obligated to people, forgetting that they're independent, forgetting that they're, you know, they are human beings and there is a level of self-care which needs to go into that. And as much as it's a conflict you see a lot in terms of people who, people spout a lot about self-care and they spout a lot about looking after yourself and spending you time and treating yourself and all this kind of stuff and then as soon as anyone tries to do that and it impacts their life they become very negative about it and very manipulative and those are the kinds of people who would give them an inch and they'll take a mile it's like oh yeah yeah don't worry. i'm gonna i'm gonna do some project work this weekend okay yeah but that you know i'm gonna be so lonely this weekend can i can i just come over i'll not i'll not interrupt you i'll just sit there and, and blah 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 blah, blah. And then by the time they're there, you're distracted, the, the work's gone, the evening's gone, and the next time they'll just come around. And that's that's the people who would use that phrase negatively. Um, whereas you can kind of, you can use it as more of a, a beneficial thing to you to, to look after yourself. At the same time, I find taking an inch in multiple places means you have more opportunities. Those people, <clears throat> there's a desperation to it. There's a desperation to that phrase, I think. I think it's a complex phrase for something which is so quick and so pithy. So so rolling off the tongue as a, a means of getting an idea out. It's it's intriguing. It has intrigued me. And I can't quite remember who... Still, it's annoying me that I can't quite remember it. But it's the same with anything, you know. If, the, if there's a level of desperation in anyone, yes, it's a negative feel. You know, it's a ne- negative phrase. It's People will try to exploit you. But I do not feel like anything that it should be taken at face value i do not feel that like anything you should use the negative as your jumping off point when meeting anybody you know i don't i just i think it it sets you up for failure it sets you up for ignoring opportunities and collaborations and things like that there was a great post recently um on twitter i think there's a rapper called shubzilla who I'm hoping to get on the podcast at some point, um, who kind of came out and just said, look, you, look, you know, if you if you know someone is known to be manipulative or destructive when participating and collaborating or taking credit, and you you know someone who doesn't listen to your ideas but then or takes all your ideas and then attributes them to their own and all these kinds of things, then just don't don't work with those people, don't don't get into the car, don't go for that journey. And I completely agree. If you know that. And we all know that. We all know people like that. We definitely know people we have worked with in the past we wouldn't want to work with again, but their clout makes you think, oh, I'm going to work with them because they've got a, a big fan base. It's like, no, you're feeding the beast. You're feeding the troll. You're feeding all the things which you despise about them by going, oh, yeah, but you, you know, you're, you're mildly famous. Oh, fuck that. Fuck that. Go, go off. 
find other people, find people who appreciate you, and then taking that inch won't seem like such a big deal, and they will never take that inch. You know, they'll never take that mile from you. They'll just they'll do the same thing if they'll find opportunities to work with you, find little things. Essentially, that's all I do with this. You know, I I reach out to guests every week. I'm taking inches <laughs> every single time. I'm just incrementing it, saying, "Hey, you know, do you want to come on a podcast? It'd be cool if you come talk to me." And if they say no, they say no. You know, I'm not trying to steal anything from them. I'm, just, I'm trying to explain. I'm trying to bring conversation to us all. And I think having that as the goal of the podcast has always been the main driving force and it, it requires a level of trust so it requires a level of me going well i'm gonna to have to trust these people aren't going to exploit me i'm gonna to have to trust that them getting on my show is not going to be a platform for them to do something which i don't agree with or use me in any way shape or form to say that i've said some things and that that's something that's why I, that's why i do research you know that's why i research the people i bring onto the show um, that's why I'm careful with who I email, careful with who I text, and who I reach out to. I just think, yeah, it's such a ludicrous, ludicrously British phrase as well. It's it's so conflicted in terms of what it's trying to say. It's 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 from a place of privilege, and it's it's definitely from a place of privilege because you can tell that it's used as a mantra for people who have wealth. Saying, "Oh, well, you can't give the can't give the proletariat the uh, the inch. They'll take everything. You know, don't give them a little bit of benefit because they'll take all the benefit. Don't don't give them free money or, and all this kind of thing. And it's it's such a saccharine not saccharine saccharine's the wrong word. It's just such a a bastardization of the phrase because it looks at things as everything being negative without considering why that person's like that. And really, if you have some persons like that and you're you're still in conversation with them and still able to speak to them, you." You want to be asking why they're like that. You want to be opening that conversation. You want to be getting that dialogue going to build that level of trust so it's more of a two-way street. I don't know. I feel like I rambled over that phrase over and over again, and I still can't, still can't for the life of me remember how I got to that, um, that, that idea of just wanting to discuss this. As I said, all I'm looking for is to crack. <laughs> That's something I do all the time. You know, I just look, I look for cracks. And then when I think, oh, I can sit in that little, I can sit in that little divot. I can sit in that little opening right there. And maybe I will. Maybe that's where I'll sit. Don't need to widen it. If a crack suddenly widens beneath me, I'm not going to ignore it. I'm going to sit a little deeper. <laughs> I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. I'm always curious when I do one of these ones of where there is no real point to it. I just wanted to wear some air some circular logic. Until then, stay safe. I'll talk to you guys later.